Hello, and welcome to the 28th installment of Two Women, a Movie, and a Microphone. My name is Carrie. And my name is Anna. We have a lot of movies to catch up on this week. Seeing a lot of good movies came um, came out this weekend and last weekend. So we got some catching up to do. Uh, but first, we have a couple of little news tidbits. Looks Beep. like a... What? I was just going to say, the first one looks like um, Tom Cruise has decided who will direct the next Mission Impossible movie. Yes. Um, he apparently has been quite impressed with uh, Christopher McQuarrie's work on Jack Reacher because he is at the top of his list to direct the next Mission Impossible installment. Yeah. Um, that article had uh, was interesting. It noted, and I guess I hadn't really thought of this before, but uh, all of the... Uh, Mission Impossible movies have had different directors. Um, So it kind of goes, you know, keeping in that vein. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think it keeps it fresh that they constantly have a... Yeah, that right when you get a stinker like Mission Impossible 2. Right. Then, (laughs) you know, you're going to start over for 3. However, I mean, 5 was really good. I'm sorry, right. 4 was really, really good. So it would have been kind of nice to see him back again, but that's okay. Yeah. Hopefully Jack Reacher, if Jack Reacher is as good as everyone thinks it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, the trailers sure do look good, so. I know. I hope it's good. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yep. Next Second up. up. Yep. We got... Uh, There's going to be nine minutes of the new Star Trek movie that's going to play in select IMAX theaters before The Hobbit. And that would make me interested to see it in IMAX, to see if DC would be one of those, because I would love to see that. (laughs) Really? Because that's going to spoil so much for when it actually comes out. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That was on my mind, but I think I would be okay. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it because here in Samoyen, the only IMAX we have is that shitty dome, and I will not see anything in that again. (laughs) Oh, you don't have... Oh, really? There aren't any other IMAX screens? No. Huh. Yeah. It it used to be the only IMAX screen in D.C. was the ones at the the History Museum. (laughs) Yeah. Natural History Museum. And that was kind of weird, but now there's a couple more, so anyway. Um... Although, I don't know. I don't know if IMAX, if it would be worth that extra, what, how much ever, five extra dollars, four extra dollars to go see it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd probably make the, I mean, it'd probably be good anyway to see The Hobbit in IMAX. So, with the addition of the nine extra Star Trek minutes, I think it'd probably be worth it. Also, speaking of The Hobbit... I have already bought my tickets to see the Lord of the Rings marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go. I don't, there's nobody that I can find to go with me. So I think it's I, probably out for me. I was a nervous about me. that too, but my roommate said she would go with me. So I was like, all right, I won't take yeah. so we, we already We already bought tickets together. So we're both now committed to go. <laughs> Sadly, you're probably my only friend that would go with me. So Aww. I'm out. That's too bad. Jeez, you could find someone to go with you to Twilight. <laughs> I know, right? She <laughs> <laughs> shows the priorities of my friends. Exactly. Oh, well. Oh, boy. 
Well, they all can't be as classy as me. That's true. <laughs> Although, honestly, I wouldn't have gone to the Twilight Marathons with you, so... You wouldn't have? <laughs> Probably. I don't believe you for a second. Maybe. I feel like you totally would have gone. Well, if with you, right. I, I might have done it, but clearly I couldn't be bothered out right, here right. <laughs> by myself. We'll get back to the Twilight Marathon a little later. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, that's think... really all we have for news yeah so i guess we'll just go right uh into the trailer i'm sorry the movies we saw and we'll go let's start with lincoln since that came out i don't know first uh you you just saw that today right i did i um i enjoyed it more than i thought i would i thought you know it's long it's like two and a half hours long and um though i can sit through a marathon um (laughs) i do I hate it when movies are too long and I get really antsy and bored and Mm -hmm. half the time I just won't even go because I know I'd rather just watch it at home with my fast forward button, um, than sit in a theater for three hours. But I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I liked that it was more about, um, politics and Mm -hmm. kind of the, um, workings behind getting enough votes to pass the 13th amendment than had it been like a civil war battle movie. I, I, I don't think I would have liked that as much. Yeah, I would agree. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I said it blew my mind. Carrie said it didn't blow hers. Hers is still intact. <laughs> <laughs> I no. I mean, I, I really loved it. Um, I thought, I thought it was really a beautiful movie i mean everything oh. from the sets to the costumes yes. the makeup i just thought you know everything was fantastic um you know i i don't know i don't really feel like it completely blew my mind um yeah but you know i did think it was really really perfectly done <laughs> yeah i am a huge history buff and i love abraham lincoln i'm not like you know, a scholar on him by any stretch of the imagination or anything like that. But I really enjoy, you know, he's one of my favorite presidents. I've always really enjoyed (laughs) Uh, hearing, you know, reading about him or the things that he's done. Um, And I thought the movie perfectly captured him as not only as a person, but sort of what he tried to accomplish as a president. And I, like you, I, I did appreciate it that it was very political and I guess I didn't really know what to expect going in, but I was pleasantly surprised by the all the politics um, behind it. And I think yeah. it did a good job. I think Lincoln has, similar to like George Washington, has sort of been put up on a pedestal in American history. And I thought this did a good job of sort of taking him off the pedestal and making him human. You know, he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. You know, he had issues, whatever. So I, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I do think they did a really good job by keeping the scope so narrow. Um, you yeah. know, this wasn't about the entire presidency. It was just um, a really yep. small, you know, amount of time, basically completely surrounding um, getting the 13th Amendment passed and ending the war. Um So the one thing that I think, you know, that was kind of sad and that they kept it so narrow was that you didn't really get to see, um, like, Abraham Lincoln before he takes office. Yeah. And I I think 
one of the most fascinating things about his presidency and really all presidents is kind of how they go in um, looking like, I don't want to say young men, but younger than, yeah, than the way they look at the end of their terms. And when you think about it being only four to eight years um, and the amount that they seem to age during that (laughs) small amount of time, it's just kind of crazy. And especially with Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, they have... I think it was at American History Museum mm-hmm. um, where they had a cast of his face before he um, took office or, like, right as he took office. Um, and then a cast of his face, you know, at the end of his um, presidency or his life. And his he aged so much in such a short was... amount of time. It was crazy. Yeah. They did a... Um... They also had like a progress, like a progression of photos, like from like from when he first took office to right before he was shot, mm-hmm. and it was it was the same type of thing. It was like he aged fifty years, yes, yeah, eight years. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and I think speaking of that, I thought like Daniel Day Lewis was amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him at all. All I saw was Lincoln. You know, I, I didn't see Daniel Day Lewis at all in the. And I don't know if that's just because I wanted to see Lincoln or <laughs> I think it was I think it partially was because I really wanted to see Lincoln but I think between the makeup and his sort of embodiment of Lincoln I think he it became he truly became Lincoln so I mean I don't know I am not you know I haven't has been of a diehard lifelong fan <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis is maybe you have. <laughs> yeah, I do love him. I know, <laughs> but now I'd say I'm a hundred percent a fan. Like I don't. I, he at this point he can really he can do whatever he wants. Well, I mean, I just enjoy. I don't expect any less of him. Um, I, yeah. I feel like every character he plays, he just completely goes into it a hundred percent and absolutely um, really transforms himself every time. So I don't really, you know, for me it was just seeing him do another role. Um, because he does every role with that same yeah. amount of perfection. Um, Dedication. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mean, for me, it wasn't quite as, like, mind-blowing That's to see true. him become Lincoln. Because I honestly expected no less. Um, I did think That's that I, I really enjoyed all of the kind of more minor characters. Um, I loved I, yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, like, I, you know, I loved being able to kind of pick out who everybody was, um, you know, as they would come on, I could kind of, you could tell who they were, but also to see them in costume was, um, you know, pretty great, because some of them, you know, really just looked like themselves, and some of them just really looked like someone out of that period, Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I enjoyed seeing David Strathairn, um, Hal Holbrook, you know, Hal Holbrook really just seems to almost be like he should have been born in that time. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, like, I saw him do his Mark Twain um, play, um. and he just, you know, seemed so Mark Twain, even <laughs> though, you know, like, I, clearly I've never um, met him or anything, but yeah, yeah. I just imagine um, that he would have been exactly like Hal Holbrook playing him. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I like to see John Hawks. um mm-hmm. And uh, James Spader, who 
I, he was one of my favorites. Uh, I totally love him. Um, I was so in love with Alan Shore on Boston Legal. Um, <laughs> so every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, Alan. And, you know, it was really a perfect role for him because it really almost felt like that would have been Alan Shore yeah. back oh <laughs> in God, the 1800s. Totally so yeah. I was like, oh, Alan Shore is like <laughs> reimagined <laughs> for Lincoln. <laughs> Now we know where that came from, where, where Alan Shore came yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was one of my, I, yeah, I was just going to say I loved all of the, oh, I put up a, an article on Facebook um, where they compared the picture of the real life person to the actor they got to play them. And it was surprisingly accurate. There was just a couple, like the Hall Halbert character actually was not a good, he didn't look very mm-hmm. much like his the real life person, but... So that doesn't always matter. But the, right. I thought I kind of appreciated that too, that they kind of, you know, I don't know whether they did that on purpose or not. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of interesting to see how they matched up to their real life. I was so sad that Lee Pace, who I find so attractive, was uh-huh. really kind of a horrible person Idiot. in this one. I know. He was, he was also <laughs> a great person. <laughs> like, I was kind of sad because I was like, oh, I love you, but you're bad. You're bad in this. No. You're bad. I can't, lo- I can't love you that much. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, Sally Field was amazing. Yeah. I really loved Sally Field. Yeah, it was great. I just... (laughs) She really kind of embodied the craziness that is Mary Todd Lincoln. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I think so. She really did. There was a... I thought uh, that was... Well, it's like her... The first time you see her, she's, like, sitting at a vanity or something, and her, like, hand was trembling as she, like, put it to her forehead because she has such horrible headaches, and I just thought, like, that's just such a, like... I don't know, a spot on idea of what I would see her as. Yeah. As you know, I, I thought they did a really good job, like portraying their relationship mm-hmm. between Lincoln and Mary. Like they didn't necessarily have a super love. I mean, it right. wasn't necessarily a love match or whatever, but I, I thought it did a really good job uh, portraying their relationship and, uh, and also his relationship with his kids too. Right. So the other thing that I really loved was uh, in the Senate, like when they were, I'm sorry, in the House, Ugh. when they were all the yelling and shouting. Yes, I and like, love that. I really, <laughs> w- I, like, I really imagine that being the way it is now, even. <laughs> like, I know, boom, I wish, boom. yeah, right. It's, I wish it was like that now. I know, but, uh, that would be, um, it'd be perfect. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it was, oh gosh, it was just crazy. I loved kind of seeing, like, yes, that's what it used to be like, mm-hmm. you know, it was sort of a free-for-all, and it was you yep. know, crazy and shouting, and people like insulting each other and <laughs> yeah i thought the house scenes were some of my favorites in the whole movie like they were just everybody was so fired up and uh-huh uh it was great it was i think in the end for me one of the biggest takeaways was like not only was like obviously human but he also just sort of illustrating in terms of politics you know the more things change the more they kind of stay the same mm-hmm. because even if they aren't shouting and insulting each other, they are acting very similar. Right. You know, the way that politics is done today, I think is still very similar and it's all scrounging around, trying to get the votes and yep. making deals and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that also was, was one of the, for me, one of the biggest yeah. takeaways outside of just, I thought that was about kind of, it was really interesting for me because as, a huge West Wing fan. Um, <laughs> as I was watching that, I was just, it really reminded me back of watching the West Wing and how, yeah. you know, they would try to 
get the votes for whatever it was they were trying to get passed, and it just really kind of showed that, yeah, things are basically the exact same (laughs) in American politics. (laughs) Right. There's nothing, you know, it's all about the backroom deals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to be, sometimes it's a little bit underhand. Which honestly, I find incredibly interesting. So I was really pleased that that's the route this movie took. (laughs) Yes, me too. Um, Honestly, I think I'm going to give it a five. I will as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. And it's a I think it's going to be an Oscar contender for Yep, I agree. I you know, it kind of makes me a little sad for Argo because I I really also <sighs> just crazy love Argo. I know. And it, I always feel like whenever I pick something that I really want to win that something else comes up to <laughs> mash him down and I feel like you know, I feel like the Academy is going to be much more Oh, they pro Lincoln love- than Argo. They love like epic biops, right? Exactly. You know, so I'm I'm a little that's... sad because I, I honestly just I crazy loved Argo, and I know. as much as I love this too, like I would just love for something like Argo to win instead of like the same yeah. old shit every year. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Not that this is shit. It's not. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Nothing oh, surprises no. I know me about no. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you mean. It just gets after a while. It's like the same old ones, you know, over and over again. Which, exactly. You know, whatever. But I wouldn't be, su- I wouldn't be surprised if Argo won a lot of maybe some, a lot of the smaller awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lincoln won, you know, the big stuff. Like, right. Like the Oscars and the, you know, Golden Globes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I can see Argo walking away with more of the independent awards yeah. and I would like some of the see, smaller. Yeah, I'd like to see Argo really do well. I think I think it'll get nominated for a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. But you know what? There's I think there's been a lot of really good stuff come out this winter. So I yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so I think there's going to be some good comp- there's going to be a lot of good stuff to, mm-hmm. to to nominate I think this year. So Yep. Although I think it's stupid that they nominate ten movies, but oh, I what do I know? <laughs> I know, right? Last year, ugh, I don't know. I don't want to. Nah. Okay. Yeah, that we'll 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 vent about that a later. Yep. Later. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, the other huge movie that came out last <laughs> week, um, Breaking Dawn Part Two. Um, I did do the full marathon, um, which surprisingly went by super fast like i did not feel like i sat in a theater all day as far as like exhaustion wise and (laughs) like normally if i sit too long like my knees will hurt and you know i'm I'm not comfortable (laughs) but i was fine um it helped that i got up and walked around i think between each movie but It was actually really interesting to watch them all back to back because it really like hits home as far as like the first Twilight movie is kind of awful. (laughs) Um, More like in the like the makeup is horrible. Um, Uh, It just doesn't the the effects effects. are horrible. (laughs) Um, And then you get to the second one um, and the second one's really good, but their makeup is still pretty wonky. Um, but like the way it's filmed, it just, it looks a lot cleaner. It looks a lot better. Um, and then like the third one is just kind of boring, but again, horrible makeup. Um, and then the fourth one 
Breaking Dawn Part 1, I pretty much hated when I saw it the first time. And I watched it, like, I feel like I maybe went to it twice in the theater, and then I watched it, like, once when I bought it. Yeah. Um, and I just, ugh, that fucking wolf pack conversation was, like, oh. one of the worst things in the history of movies. And it really, like, I can't get Transformers out of my mind when I'm watching it. Like, I feel like I'm listening to Transformers <laughs> talk. And, again, like, I hate that conversation, but this time when I watched it in a theater, I did not hate the movie as much as I used to. Um, So that was kind of nice. But then it really just hit home how much more I liked the last one than the other ones. Mm. I think... The one, yeah. I mean, they really kind of worked out some stuff with the makeup and the hair. Um... Some of like I have to say, some of them really looked like total shit in the previous movies, and they kind of got rid of that super white ashy hair oh. color, um, yeah. and kind of like Rosalie always had the worst makeup, mm. and they really fixed that for this one, hmm. which was good. I have to say that was definitely one of the things I, I literally could not stop looking at their eye makeup. Yeah. Like I was I was especially like um Bella's eye makeup like I was just mm-hmm. like oh her eye makeup looks so I know. good. I was like I was really like, thinking to myself, why can't I do this to my own eyes? Ah, I thought the same thing. I was like I need to learn how to do this. Yes. It looks so good. I know her makeup, her <laughs> eye makeup was amazing. And it was. I thought Rosalie's makeup all together looked really good. Yeah. Like before I mean, she'd always had these makeup. shitty pink frosted lips and she just looked uh. horrible. Uh, but this time, like I just could not help but think, Oh my gosh, like her makeup is amazing. Oh. And Esme too, like mm. they kind of darkened her hair a little bit and she just looked amazing. All of mm. the women really looked amazing. Emmett oh, I looked would like agree. shit. He looked yes. horrible. I don't know what they did differently with him, but he did. I was like, I remember him being a lot more attractive. Yes. He looked awful. I I feel like they put so much work into getting the women to look right that they just kind of like mashed up the men a little bit. Yeah, they're like, Edward looked good. He has never looked better. I know. And that's what I was like. And you brought this up like after we saw, after I saw it and we were talking about it, you said one of the things you liked was Edward acting normal. And I was like, yes. He, and that was why I think he was, I was like, this was the very first movie where I was like, oh, he's okay. He's not like I super know. attractive to me, but he's not unattractive anymore. Right. Exactly. And like, uh, I think part of it, you know, they toned down his hair before he had like this huge, wild <laughs> mess of hair. Like... And in this, it was very, <laughs> it was very nicely. It was so out of his control. When you watch the first movie and that hair is like two feet high, it's awful and this one was just so much better and like it was really it was a lot darker than it i think that's one of the things all of them all of them had darker hair than in the previous movies and it just looked so much nicer um but yeah like i was so sick of him like oh i'm edward i hate myself i hate the world i'm doomed Uh, oh i I just couldn't i hate that i love you i love you but i hate that i love you oh oh, Uh, i don't love myself so how can i love you (laughs) Uh, you're damned (laughs) like i just i couldn't stand him um and i I, i've just decided in general i don't like people that like are just so self-hating like i just can't 
I can't deal. Like, well, get over yourself. That's my thoughts for, for Edward. Like, it, well, and it's kind of like the same thing with the Anita Blake books. Yeah. You know? Uh, yes. It's the same thing where she's like, I'm a monster. Am I a monster? I don't yes. know. I'm becoming a monster. Maybe I'm a monster. And you're just like, get over get it. Get over it. it. Out. This isn't exciting. This isn't interesting anymore. That was like the one thing that I and really I liked about this movie is that kind of towards the end when they're getting ready to, ha- ready to have their awesome battle, um, Edward finally like stops and <laughs> is like, thank you to Cullen or to Carlisle for giving me this amazing life. It's like, you know what? Really? You're like indestructible and you'll live forever. Stop being such a hater. And so I really enjoyed in this one, he really kind of got over it. It's my thoughts on Edward. Yes, he did. I think, no, I think you're right. Uh, I think it was, um, I, I think it really was once you, Bella was, he really didn't want to turn Bella into a vampire, but when mm-hmm. she was, he realized, oh, this is actually awesome. Right. <laughs> Um, I did, you know, you have to go into this, though, with all of the, um, knowledge that it is going to be completely, completely ridiculous. Um, Uh and I think if you expect that, or if you're just someone who, like, crazy loves the books. Right. Um, I, you know, I really don't think that this movie was disappointing. I, I loved the kind of twisty ending, and, um, after seeing it once, when I didn't know what was happening, I loved going to it again mm-hmm. and watching people's reactions um, to right. the end because, you know, for better or for worse, people crazy love this series. Like, just they're totally caught up in it. And the ending is completely um, different from the book. So when you see someone just, like, freaking out because of what's going on, it is kind of hysterical. Yep. Oh, I know. Our we were de- there was a lot of. I mean, I was too. I was just like, oh. I yeah. was like, I, I, I oh yeah. I mean, Although I was I, kind of more like, <laughs> kind of just egging them on to kill everybody. And that's I was too. I was like, I was finally like, yeah. They're actually like, yeah. I was really impressed. I was like, finally, they're doing what they should have done all right. along, and that is well, finally, people. they yes, finally, this movie finally had vampires killing people and drinking people's blood from people, and uh, yes, like which fighting. Yeah. I mean, I have was... been waiting for that now since the beginning. Like these were the lamest vampires in the history of vampires. They didn't yeah. eat people. They didn't know how to fight. They were losers. Um, finally, in this one, they <laughs> stepped Losers. it up a little bit. They were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I thought it was, um, yeah, they definitely started acting with the fighting. Mm-hmm. That was, the fight scene was absolutely the highlight of oh, the movie. It was awesome. I still think it was a teeny bit of a cop-out, the way that they, it, it ended up right. happening. But I'm okay with I it, do, though. I am, I am okay with it in the sense that, it was that that way it remained true to the book exactly but still gave the audience still improved upon the book right you know because that was my biggest complaint well, I was it's like, like they couldn't the ending have just, was so lame they really couldn't have just killed everybody because can you no. imagine the outrage um no. of, like i mean the fans would have completely revolted there's just no way they could have done it and you know what maybe if stephanie meyer were a better writer um she could have done something awesome with the end but she kind of sucks and you know 
she basically wrote the most boring ending to four books in the history of boring endings. <laughs> I know. So, you know, she for them to actually... boring ending if she tried. I know, honestly. right? She probably tried really hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, for, for them to do anything to make the ending more exciting than what it was, I was definitely in favor with. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, so... I just, I liked that in this one, everybody just seemed to have a better time. You know, everybody seemed a lot I, more lighthearted, I and I, yep, I absolutely agree with that. I, it, everyone, it just seemed, yes, it seemed more enjoyable. Yeah, like, and I mean, like, oh, you got to see fun. people smile and laugh, yes. and it made it a lot easier I will to, have to get through. I mean, I will have to say, I did enjoy the movie. Honestly, I wouldn't see it again, though. It didn't. It wasn't a movie that was good enough for me to see twice, and also when I look at it sort of like objectively, I'm like, nothing really happened in this movie except for the awesome fight scene. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like, I just sort of like, it was sort of like flat, flat, boring, just kind of like, there were just sort of interesting, mildly interesting things were happening, you know, talking to people, meeting new vampires, you know, that type of stuff. I loved Lee Pace in this too. And (laughs) he was like, totally one of the better characters in the uh, entire he, he movie. Was. He was excellent. And, you know, I loved that he was like, he was one of the vampires that would actually kill people. Yeah. <laughs> he was a cool vampire. And he just had people. tons of comic relief, um, you know, with him kind of, you know, finding his mate too and kind of being, Yep. I don't know. I, I really, yeah, I enjoyed was... him quite a bit. I would, yes, I did, you know, and there were some fun characters and there was some more comic relief Mm -hmm. in this one than a lot of the other ones. I, you know, I have to Um, say, I... But it still was pretty flat until the fight scene. I liked this one a lot more than the other ones. Um, I didn't think it was all that boring, um, mostly because I felt like in this one I finally got some, there was like some humor in it, and I found it a lot more interesting than the other ones. Um... I, I, I think to, the third one is by far the, the most boring for me. Mm, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I'd have to rewatch the movies again to, to, to really, you know, make a decision on which one was the worst. But <laughs> which one was the worst <laughs> and which one's the best? Yeah. Maybe someday, maybe someday I, I'll bring myself to rewatch them all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I think what 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 are you gonna rate it? I'm gonna give it a three. Um, you know, I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. Yeah, give it a three too. Wow, I lo- I'm really surprised. Three. I thought we would be um, not in agreement on that one. Well, I'm gonna say it's. I'm on like the cusp of two or three. Mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, it, I did enjoy myself, and I would. If I remember, I mean, I, I seem to enjoy it more than, especially three, than a lot of the other ones. Yeah. But it still was, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, scenario. as far as, like, my ratings of it compared to the other Twilight movies, I would say it's by far the best. I, yeah. Like I said, I'd have, I think two is probably still my favorite. I'd probably still give, I'd probably rate two higher I than this moved one. this one in front of two. Two is still... Two would be my second favorite by a very small margin. Hmm. Okay. I just, this one, uh, I just liked that everybody was so much happier. That's true. Nope. I, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> but it was nice to see happy. Yeah. Agreed. Smiles. Well, <laughs> all right. Our next couple movies are ones that we didn't have a chance to yep. see um, together. Yeah. 
Um, yes. Today, I saw Anna Karenina. And honestly, I just like saying that. Anna Karenina. That's a fun name to say. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the book. I've never read it. Never had any desire to read it. So I don't really know much of what it was about. I'm highly um, uninterested in Russia in general. I, I don't know yeah. if that's a popular... It's probably not a popular thing to say, but it just, it's not a place that interests me. I think for some people, um, it's very interesting, Right. but I would agree. It's not necessarily something that's interesting to me. Uh, I was a little bit intrigued with it because it looked very visually interesting. Mm -hmm. And I also, it's been getting, you know, a lot of, some pretty good buzz. Um, And Joe Wright, the guy who directed it, I mean, he did Pride and Prejudice, which is one of my favorite movies, and Atonement, which is a movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> I did not. Um, I, you know, it's, I hated it. Yeah. I, I would, I didn't hate it, but it, it certainly wasn't one of my favorite movies anyway. Um, and it was visually stunning. Like the sets, the, the set pieces and then, and then, uh, costumes and the way that it was, it was really cool because like the first half of the movie was done in kind of like, a play type of situation. It, it was like you, all of the sets, you could see the sets coming down and they sort of, people would move from place to place. Like they were moving from scene to scene in a, in a play. And so you'd like see people like bringing on, you know, the, 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 uh, the people from behind the scenes, you know, moving the new things in. Um, and you know, the new sets coming down from the back. It was, it was, it was so clever. It was so clever the way they did that but that stopped about halfway through um <laughs> and then it was less interesting but honestly aside from it being really pretty to look at it didn't, the plot did not do anything for me <laughs> i didn't care for any of the characters i found them all irritating um there were a lot of subplots that didn't seem to go anywhere and maybe the book which i've heard is like a monster book i'm sure they were more involved in the plot than they were in the movie, but in the movie they didn't do a good job with it. The interesting thing was another interesting thing is I can definitely see how it built on his earlier works. It definitely because it had elements of Pride and Prejudice and Atonement in it. Cause, you know that scene in Pride and Prejudice where they're dancing, mm -hmm. it's like they're dancing all by themselves. Um, there was a scene that was basically exactly that in Anna. So is he so much building on it or just copying himself? It was built because, of, it, yes, well, a little bit of both, I guess. But it was, well, okay, then in Atonement, you know how they used a lot, of, there was a lot of light and darkness and mm -hmm. shadows, and it was, like, really dark and really light, like, that type of stuff. There was a lot of that as well. But it was, like, bigger and more extravagant. It was like they, he took all these sort of little things that he had mm -hmm. done in the two previous movies and then just made them huge and big and, you know, larger than life. So I still say I, I liked it better when it was simple when yeah. it was simple it just felt it was too crazy and after about 45 it was two hours Ugh. and after about 45 minutes I was wondering how when it was going to end and there was a little tiny part of me that wanted to walk out because I was like I just don't care how it ends because <laughs> I don't I'm not interested in this anymore nice I hate um, it when movies are like that I know it's a little so better at say, home when I have my fast forward button uh Yes, absolutely. That's that's what I wish had. We had. <laughs> um, and gosh, for a rating, I think I would the the visual effects 
we maybe or maybe a four, honestly. <laughs> but the movie itself is probably a two. And I know that most critics do not agree with me, but personally, I just couldn't. I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's getting like amazing reviews or anything. It's like on. It's at sixty percent, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. And this seems to be like one of those movies that's sort of like a critic's darling a little bit. I bet it'll get nominated for a lot of awards. Well, but I'm sure. Surprised but it. I'd be sometimes su- I feel like things that are just so big, like they just have exactly. to nominate it. You know, like exactly. It's a big movie. Yeah, exactly. And I also I think that um, it will get nominated for all like the visual stuff, like you know, makeup and costumes and shit like that. And it would. Yeah. I think it'll probably win that, but it won't win any. Um, like plot, like screenplay or mm-hmm. movie or director or anything like that. Yeah, there's too many other good stuff out this year. I think right. So. And Kira Knightley, very hit or miss, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a miss for me in this one. Yeah. <laughs> she who was the? Irritating. Who was the, the guy? guy in it? Aaron Johnson. Yeah, I do like he, him. He was in Savages. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's very attractive, but he's. His character is not very uh, likable. Is Matthew McFadden in it again? Yes, he was the best one. Matthew McFadden was probably was definitely the best character, and I wish there had been more of him in it because he was really funny. <laughs> he was the only comic relief that there was, honestly. I I do enjoy him. I know, and I I guess it just re- occurred to me that uh, Kira Knightley was in all three of his movies. Yeah, Kira Knightley's like his. Well, there's a fourth. What's the other one? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, it was something before Prime and Prejudice, right? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, I'll, here I'll look it up for. Um, but she seems to be because I love you. Know, honestly, I didn't mind her at all in Pride and Prejudice. No, I liked her in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, an Atonement. I don't really remember. I just I hated Atonement so much. I just. Okay, yeah, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> I just, you know, I thought it was a terrible story. Like, I, I didn't like, I didn't like the story behind it, you know, that this, like, little child somehow, yes, caught, like, somehow everybody agree. believes this kid over anyone else. And and that's yeah. why I think I, I liked yeah, the story was the reason I never went back and watched it again because I have no desire to watch a movie about that. Right. Like, the story, the plot was uninteresting yeah. to me. The movie itself was very beautiful and I loved a lot of the little touches in it, but right. the story was not that good. Oh, the other movie, Hannah. Yeah, I liked Hannah. Hannah. He did uh, the soloist too. I didn't like that one yeah. that much. Boring. I don't the, what was the soloist? That was that one with Jamie Foxx and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, right. Yeah. Meh, I never saw that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I watched it on TV one day. It was kind of boring. I don't think I finished it. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Now you went and saw Life of Pi. I did. Um, you know, the first trailer I saw for it, I was like, "Blah, this looks horrible." And then the more trailers I saw, I thought, okay, this looks really interesting. And then, you know, people started kind of talking about it. Um, and it was getting a lot of really good buzz. And I thought, you know what, I, I do really want to see this. Um, big mistake. One thing, I am just crazy afraid of big cats. Um, I don't I don't like to go to zoos. 
for fear that so- somehow the lions and tigers or leopards or whatever will get out um, and start eating people at zoos. I am just completely, I don't even like little cats, um, to be um. quite honest. And this whole movie is about a guy stranded on a small boat with a tiger. Um, I could have been in a horror movie for as uncomfortable <laughs> as I was for this entire movie. So I, I, I'm genuinely curious of why you went to see it then, because like, I, feel I just like the thought it looked really, a- you know, I thought it looked really inspiring. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe he and the tiger were friends before they got stranded together. They're oh. not, they're not. The tiger wants <laughs> to eat him. Um, also they're on a little boat in the middle of the Pacific, um, where there are terrifying ocean creatures wanting to eat them as well. Um, just so many fears right in front of me. And I honestly couldn't watch parts of it. I just kept my eyes down. Um, I swore a few times because they scared me and I just couldn't stop myself from jumping and swearing. I was, I was a mess really, for three-fourths of this movie. Um, the very beginning when they're in India at the zoo is awesome, and the very end is awesome, but the whole time when he's trying to, like, survive in the ocean with this tiger and sharks and, you know, not um, having food, and I, he, I, I found I, it terrifying. I sympathize with you 100%, and I'm so glad I didn't go see it because I, I hate stranded in the ocean scenarios. I... Don't hate, I'm not as afraid of tigers as you are, but I don't like the idea of that. And I also do not like sharks. Mm-hmm. And mainly the whole Really, there weren't the too many thing. sharks in this, but it was just the constant wondering, will one the pop fear. up? Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't even yeah. that they were there. It's just that they're in the ocean oh. and I know that's where sharks are. And so I'm scared. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The whole stranded in the ocean bit. Yeah. That's what would do for me because I hate that. That scares the shit out of uh-huh. me. Like. Being stranded in the ocean, stranded, stranded in the ocean even more so than stranded in the desert. It really scares me. You know, it so. it really was a beautiful movie. And yeah. I really feel like had I... I feel like if I see it again, and I'm mm. not just constantly on edge waiting for bad things to happen, um, I feel like I would really enjoy it. Like, I... You know, it, it is totally inspiring, um, you know, watching this this man and the well like a, i guess like a teenager really um yeah. and this tiger just really kind of fight to survive um you know it is it's very inspiring and it is yeah. a really good story um especially the way it's told is it's told from um pi as an adult is telling the story to an mm. author and so you do get these times where you'll go back to um, Pi as an adult telling the story. Huh. Um, and, you know, it, it just, it is incredibly moving to really, kind of, you know, see him telling his story. And the whole point of it is that this, like, mentor or this, I don't know, he calls him his uncle um, back in India had told this author you know, go find him. Um, he will tell you a story that will make you believe in God. And so this guy is talking to him, trying to find out if he does have this amazing story um, that will, you know, make him believe in God. And I, I just think regardless of, you know, what your religion is or if you are religious, it really will make you think. 
Um, and, you know, I think it'll just really make you kind of look at life and think about, you know, what you would do to survive if you needed to. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I would rate it PG. Um, I (laughs) feel like, (laughs) I feel like even as like a 10 or 12 year old, had I been seeing this, I mean, I was very uncomfortable as an adult watching this. I feel like if I was a child, I would have just been completely scarred. Like, it, yeah, because, you know, I mean, the tiger I is, I agree. is scary. It's not his friend. Um, you never know when he's going to, like, kind of growl and lunge. And um, you and you just constantly are wondering, you know, is something bad out there? It is something going to pop up at me. So um, I don't I think that. I would recommend taking children to this unless you <laughs> see it first and kind of judge, like, will my child be able to handle this or not um because though it is pg it is scary <laughs> uh, yeah nope i wouldn't take my kid to that <laughs> i you know i'm gonna give it a four though um i okay. i do think it's a really beautiful movie cool yeah um very brief just briefly i also saw hitchcock this weekend uh i was it was uh, interesting. I didn't really know much. It's basically just about him, Hitchcock, trying to get Psycho made. Um, it was really quite interesting. Uh, I don't really know that much about Hitchcock. I know that he would get unhealthy obsessions with his blonde um, co- uh, leading ladies. But it was not only about trying to get Hitchcock made, but also about his relationship with his wife, who I did not know co-wrote a lot of his movies um, and helped direct and sort of like was sort of the behind the scenes helper for a lot of his movies. Uh, so that was, I thought it was kind of a cool, the, their relationship was kind of strange, but good at the same time. Um, it was Helen Mirren was his wife. And I, it was who, uh, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart on the guy who played Alfred Hitchcock. Anthony Hopkins. Yes. <laughs> 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 he did a, a, pre- a really great job. Um, I don't know that he captured him perfectly as in terms of the impersonation part of it. Like his, the way he did his, the way he talked in his, um, his mouth seemed a little off and I kept kind of getting distracted by that. Cause he did a weird, kept doing this weird thing with his mouth. that was very distracting. Um, but I think in terms of like embodying who Hitchcock was as a person, I think he did a great job of that. So if you are interested in Hitchcock or you're interested in his movies, I would definitely recommend it because it was really, really well done um, and quite entertaining. I've actually never seen Psycho because it's a horror movie and I'm not really into horror movies, as we know. <laughs> but especially if you like if you like Psycho and this would be a really interesting movie just to kind of see some of the behind the scenes stuff as well. Um, and I, I would give it a four for sure. It was it was a really great movie, but it's a little bit more independent. So I don't know. But there really wasn't really all that much that came out this week except for Life mm-hmm. of Pi, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not really That's all that interested in seeing Hitchcock. I probably won't see it um, until it's yeah, like on I think, TV. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just not Yeah, I don't, I don't. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I I'm. I was only interested because my dad is really interested in Hitchcock and we... We watched, a, you know, a fair number of his, mm-hmm. not, not a lot of his scary movies, but a right. lot of the, like... I do actually, you know, North I do like his movies. Like um, I think Notorious is still kind of one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, I, I do like his movies. I'm just not very interested 
in his life or um, in the making of Psycho. Um, <laughs> if anything, I'd be a little more interested in yeah. his wife because I love her- Helen Mirren, but um, probably not enough to actually she, see it. Yeah, she does get a, quite a bit of screen time. Like it was, it really was sort of the main. You know, it was the two the two prongs of the plot were mm-hmm. the making of Psycho and his relationship with his wife. And so I thought they got pretty equal screen time, but yeah, it was, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know I, if it's, if it's in the area and you're interested in Hitchcock and you're interested in Psycho and his movies, then I would definitely recommend it. Otherwise, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. Even yeah. if you go see it, you won't be disappointed. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about Silver Linings playbook at a later date because Carrie hasn't seen it yet, but when she does, She's going to see it. That's, and we'll I haven't seen it because it is not playing anywhere in the Des Moines yes. area. Yes. So <laughs> when it do, when it does come, we will talk. And we've talked about enough movies today. I think we can wait. Yep. Um. Okay, we have just a few trailers. I actually saw a ton of new trailers. Me too. In front of Breaking Dawn, I was I was like ecstatic because it's been so long since the I've worst seen the one though trailers. was that shitty te- teaser for Catching Fire. Did you see that? Ah, oh, it did. That was, there was nothing. It was, it was worse than nothing. It was insulting. They should have it done was nothing. Exactly. It was insulting. I was like, don't even put that up. There. I know. That was, I was yeah. so annoyed. And ever, of course, everybody in my theater was like going crazy. And I was just like, don't even bother. Like, there's not, they don't have anything. There's not going to be anything that they can show. I know. I was really excited too for half a second. And then I realized, oh, this is it. And then I was really disappointed. Right. So, yeah. Not cool. Catching fire. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> Um, one that was really cool though, um, was the new trailer for, um, Now You See Me, which is going to be sort of a crime caper, um, magician's heist movie. Yeah. Looks all kinds of weird. Um, and I don't really understand me either yet. I was reading, I was reading kind of a funny article and they were like, talking about the trailer and they're like, how do you make an awesome trailer? And they're like, start with Morgan Freeman talking. <laughs> Cause this, the trailer is kind of uh, nominated by, or not nominated, narrated by Morgan Freeman, but it's got Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, Isla Fisher, just an awesome cast. I love all of those Me people. Too. Love them all. And so, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's sort of like a magician. I don't even. I it almost don't kind of reminded me of the Prestige, oh, only my, with I a heist. I thought that too. I thought that too. Yes, it did. It was sort of like magician, like magic slash big caper. Yep. and I love caper movies. Me so. too. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Another movie, a movie I'm not excited for and probably won't go see, <laughs> is World War Z. I'll probably very see intense. it. Very <laughs> Yeah, huh? I'll probably see it. No, I hate zombies. I so. don't mind zombies, but I'm kind of over them. And I, you know, I just, I feel like, okay, World War Z, first of all, seems to have taken forever to make. And uh-huh. yes. second, I'm just, I'm, I don't feel like it's anything new. I don't feel like I'm going to be seeing anything different than what I'm seeing weekly on The Walking Dead. The Walking and even Dead. that has just been boring me to death. So I'm pretty much mm-hmm. done with that. Um and Brad Pitt does not look attractive in this movie. He's got that gross nope. hair. I don't nope. like it. I'm just nope. not excited for this. Nope. I, yeah, I, I'm not, I, they, they're like mean zombies. And like right, they're crazy bad zombies. zombies yeah. So they're bad zombies. Um, so that's one reason. One of the trailers that is on in front of 
uh, Breaking Dawn is Warm Bodies, which is kind of like a good zombie movie. Right. This is this is a different kind of... It's not like mean zombie. No. And I think, you know, I think this one... I am actually quite interested in this movie. And I think it's because they're doing something different with the zombies. Um, mm-hmm. It... Had, it stars Nicholas Holt, who I have just loved ever since about a boy. Um, and he's a zombie who kind of learned the whole premise of the movie is that the zombies are learning to be human again, um, which I just think is really interesting. So I've seen the trailer a few times now, and I'm I'm still interested in seeing it. So yeah, I, I like I think I'm. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't like zombies, but this, this, I might make an exception for this one because it does look kind of interesting. The the whole premise mm-hmm. of zombies well, and kind I of think becoming too, unzombified. Yeah, like, the zombies look a little more, like, less creepy than the really yeah. crazy creepy zombies. Um, yeah. And they have, they do have, like, super bad zombies, but they look nothing, they don't look human-esque at all other than the fact that they have two legs, a head, and two arms. You know, like they don't look, (laughs) they don't look like dead corpses eating people. No, 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 they don't. Yeah. um, Really? The last one is uh, Killing Them Softly, which actually comes out this weekend. Yeah, it's really the only good thing coming out this weekend as far as Yeah, I I was just looking to see if there's anything else coming out. No. Hey, great. Yeah, this one, I mean, I think um, this looks like it could be really interesting, but then at the same time, yeah. I feel like it looks like it could be super boring. Um, yep. So I, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm torn, honestly. Um, I think it'll, it feels like it could be good, but who knows? I mean, it's directed by the same could- guy that did The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which uh, was maybe the most boring movie in the history of movies. Um, oh, uh, it was it was awful. So that's why I'm still kind of reserving judgment about this. Like, I, I want to see it. But at the same time, I really wanted to see The Assassination of Jesse James. And I wanted to stab decision. my eyes out with my pen before that movie got over. <laughs> I could not. I, I sat through the whole thing and I hated it. Yep. So. Nope. I, I never saw that. And I'm I, I feel OK about that, honestly. Oh, it is. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's like watching paint dry that movie. And so I'm really hoping that this is a little more quick paced. And, yeah, I mean, it just it'll kill me if it's as boring as that one was it's only well an maybe hour i'll and maybe half, i'll pre-screen so. it for you yeah it, it's only maybe an I'll hour pre- and a half long it. so i mean yeah, that's good hopefully i can sit through that but yeah well an hour and a half isn't bad no oh i appreciate movies that are nice and nice and um short nice and, uh, nice and short these me too days. you, you know much. i never <laughs> thought that i'd be someone that gets so like obsessed with how long movies last but when things are like three hours long I Honestly, just I can't sit still. It just it really depends on the movie because right. like uh, Lincoln, I didn't notice that was long and I didn't notice it. Right. But uh, Anna Karenina was about maybe just as long as Lincoln, and I noticed every minute of it. Yeah. Um, Cloud Atlas was kind of in the middle. Like I started to feel a little bit long towards the end, but it wasn't. I didn't was look wasn't looking at my watch. So, you know, honestly, the runtime is what kept me away from Cloud Atlas. Um, uh, you know, I. <laughs> I wasn't into the trailers so much that I was willing to overlook how long it was. (laughs) 
You're an old lady, Carrie. I am. Like, it's terrible, <laughs> but, you know, so there just comes a point where I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I have lost this time. This is three hours that I will never get back of my life. I could have been doing other stuff. I could have waited for this to come out with my on DVD so I could fast forward when it gets boring. Um, yep. You know, I just... That's a, yep, that's pretty much what you need to do. Drives me crazy. <laughs> All right. Well... I, I think I, that's it. Really? Yeah, I think this wraps up our show for the week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us. We're on Twitter at Two Women One Movie. That's two the number and one the number. Um, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Two Women Movie in a Microphone. And that is all written out. Yes, thanks for tuning in this week and enjoy your weekend at the movies.